Hello, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart, experienced, and successful professionals who are actually doing the work. Today, my guest is Rod Miller. He's the head of CPHR Alberta, which has 6,000 members from Alberta, Nunavut, and the Northwest Territories. He thinks people have a lot of potential, especially when connected to technology and when driving business success. Hi, Rod. How are you this morning? I'm good. Good. Okay, Rod, I don't usually ask this question, but I think it's relevant to the topic. So can you talk briefly about your role and what you and the organization do? Pointing out that there is another episode on that, but just quickly. Sure. So as the president and CEO of CPHR Alberta, I represent the profession and the members within that profession in Alberta Northwest Territory, Territories and Nunavut, as you mentioned. And we're also uh, an advocacy organization. So we spend a lot of time with stakeholders talking about the importance of the designation, the importance of the profession, and it would include the work we do with the government, academic uh, organizations, as well as industry. So can you tell us a bit more about the CPHR designation? How do you get it? And in the end, what does it mean to someone who has it? Well, that's, there's a lot there. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the importance of the designation. The CPHR designation is based on a nine functional area of knowledge and 44 competencies of professional HR practice. And what that shares, what that says to stakeholders is that you have that base competency as we move into the future of work where it's very much focused on people and people resources. Mm-hmm. That gives organizations an understanding that, yep, this person's going to get it. They're going to understand it because in addition to that is also making sure that you keep that knowledge up on on an annual basis through your professional development. So I think that answered the first part of your question. So hit me with the second and then we'll go with that one too. Sorry, with the first part of the question, how do you get the CPHR designation? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it is, it's a path. And so there's a variety of ways to get to the designation and every jurisdiction in Canada has different pathways. There are some core pathways that every jurisdiction would, would have, but the core pathway would be that you sign up as an associate member. You then prepare for and write the national knowledge exam. And there's some requirements there too. So I would, I would direct people to the relevant website to look into this in a bit more detail. I'll put those links in the description of the video. So The intent to pursue the designation puts you into um, the NKE prep phase. The first step is to really prepare for the national knowledge exam, which is across the country the same in the CPHR jurisdictions. Uh, So you go through that exam prep, you write the NKE, you pass the NKE, and then you move into what's called the CPHR candidacy phase. So then you're required to have three years uh, of experience working in HR. One year could be foundational experience. So a new position, whatever it might be. And then after that three-year period, you then apply for the designation. And, you're, and that is done through what's called an experience, uh, experience validation assessment or EVA. And then every, every registrar across the country takes that EVA and assesses that. Mm-hmm. And then you're approved or not based upon the experience. So at the end of it all, when the, when the journey of that is done, what you've shown is competency, both in terms of knowledge and practice, in the HR profession across those nine functional areas and 44 competencies. So a quick question here. Some of us have been around a while and are more familiar with the CHRP. Right. Um, What is the difference between the CPHR and the CHRP? So what I can share with you is that um, in all the CPHR jurisdictions across Canada, that does not include Ontario. And I'll, I'll share that in a minute. Uh, there is one designation, and that designation is the Chartered Professional in Human Resources, CPHR mm-hmm. designation. 
in Ontario, they have three levels. They have the CHRP, the CHRL, and the CHRE. And so it's a progressive uh, designation. So you start at the CHRP level and progress up to CHRL and then CHRE. So when you look at equivalency, uh, what we've done with Ontario is identified that the CPHR designation would be equivalent to the CHRL designation within Ontario. And there is mutual recognition. So if you, if you live and work, uh, let's say in New Brunswick, and you decide that you want to move to Alberta, there's a direct equivalency between those right. two designations mm-hmm. of, CPH, of CPHR. If you live and work in Ontario, and you move to Alberta, then as an association, we look at your experiences on a case-by-case basis, and then you can get, you can transfer your designation from one to the other. And moving on, so Rod, how does HR as a whole benefit from the CPHR designation? That's a great question. Um, I'm going to relate the answer to standards of practice, that when, if you have a designation, regardless of where you sit, across the country. Um, What you're sharing with the community is that you have a standard of knowledge and practice. And Mm -hmm. so it really puts you in a position that you have a standard that is higher than those who do not. Mm -hmm. That designation is deemed to be equivalent across the country. Do you think that the CPHR is valued by employers? Absolutely. I think it's valued, and I think it's also an opportunity for us to continue to advocate why it's valued. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I work with a number of, of senior leaders who, in fact, have said uh, to me that in order for that the individual to join their team as an HR professional, they either need to have the designation or they need mm-hmm. to be pursuing the designation mm-hmm. or they need to commit to pursuing the designation. Because mm-hmm. for them, it is ensuring that their team is working at the same level mm-hmm. of standards in mm-hmm. HR Uh, Mm -hmm. for that organization. So if we relate this back to what's happened in the economy, moving from really an industrialized economy to a knowledge-based economy that people practice, that's an HR function. Why not ensure that you all work at the same level by having the the designation? So Mm -hmm. it's becoming very important for organizations to look at that. And tough question here, how does an individual benefit? Is getting the CPHR designation really worth the time and money? I have heard some people say it isn't. Yeah, you know what? It, it really comes down to to a personal decision. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in lifelong learning. The more that I invest in myself from a learning perspective, the the better I'm going to be, and the the more valuable I'm going to be to to an organization. So that's kind of the lens that I take on it. Um, I, the designation, what it says to uh, employers is that uh, you have pursued knowledge in HR, you have become competent in areas of HR. Mm -hmm. And so there is an enhancement there for the employer to go, that is valuable to me or not, but most likely in most cases, it is valuable. So it is a differentiator. Uh, They become distinctively different from others who might be applying for a role. The other benefit though, is that through the association, there's community. Mm -hmm. And we hold that really close because we know what comes out of that is experiences, connection, learning, all those things that make you that much better as a professional. Right. Well, I'll share with you that I'm pursuing the CPHR designation because it is a differentiator and demonstrates that that base level of knowledge. So I would have to say I completely agree with you. And uh, a final question. Sorry. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you for diving into doing that. Hey, if you don't listen, though, that brings up the opportunity because often we get a question 
around the experience part. So you pursue it, you get the NKE, you, you pass it, now you go into the experience piece. You know, people, people look at it as progressive. That past experience or that international experience that you bring counts towards that experience validation. And that's important to know. It doesn't have to be three years. It's just got to be three years of experience. All right. And last question I think we have time for is, is there anything else uh, folks should know if they're thinking about pursuing the CPHR designation? Yeah, I think, Andrea, what I would reiterate is that uh, we are moving into a phase now where that people function is critically important for for many, many organizations, especially around uh, being effective, efficient, and competitive. More and more is going to be put on HR shoulders to ensure that they're attracting the best people, they're engaging the best people into that organization. So that HR function becomes really, really important. So uh, I, I would encourage anybody who wants to be an HR uh, practitioner, professional, that that pursuit of the designation is a good step into, the, into their future. So we've reached the end of this episode. This show is also on YouTube where you can browse through this conversation and others, and you can view related resources. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to our next opportunity to talk shop.